Episode 3, Sublime Encounters. This episode, for the first time ever, I talked to my best friend about suicide. Yeah, I don't think that's a very normal thing to do because usually it's too late when someone decides to talk about it. Hence, this will be a very abnormal conversation. So, trigger warning. Rooting from past trauma and loss of friendship, symptoms of my post-traumatic stress disorder arise in my demeanor, hence the panicky, manicky voice I have at certain parts. I'd like to listen to this conversation as if my best friend is an angel talking to my inner demons. Because really, that's it. Hello. So, it's happening again. If you were to listen again, would you cry? That's the thing, I want to be able to say everything without crying. By talking about it, you remove it from its power. Mm. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Find rehab, you know how people go to rehab, they don't do drugs, and they're just talking. Stuck. Yeah, they're stuck mm. with the reality that they're obsessed, this happened to them, or mm. they're obsessed with something. And you're taking away the power by facing it head on. That's kind of what I'm trying to do. Do you think throughout this podcast, you're forgiving, accepting, and moving on? But again, timing. Loki, you're sabotaging yourself right now. You don't even know it. It's like digging yourself a grave, and then you expect not to be stuck in the grave. But then, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. and then like you, you call people like you, like my best friend and my cousin, and then you realize, fuck, I'm already in the grave. <laughs> fuck that shit. Don't think you're troublesome. That's just gonna. That's so bad for you. <laughs> don't don't think that. I'm going here so that I need somebody to play me. But also, I don't want to fight because I'm kind of learning that, you know, like in church today, the topic was, when life is unfair, mm. focus on God. Mm. But it's so hard to focus on God. <laughs> you know? I know. It's just like, you, you wonder why people who, who, who have like done wrong are prosperous. My f- he tried to kill me. Mm. But she was able to get like a what? A job that was 50,000? Like, you know, she got a good job. Mm-hmm. She's got everything going for her. Mm-hmm. But she left such a big debt on my life. And, and then she jokes about it every now and then. Like, man, I really fucked you up. And then she laughs. Like, I have to have a reason to live mm-hmm. in a, the most intense way possible because if I don't, that's why I do things so intensely. Like, mm-hmm. if you notice, I don't, I don't just dream, think, I kind of just. Like, like the I can see what the passion thought. Like you had one idea and then you went full out so quickly. This is the quickest project I've ever seen in my life and you're doing it so well. But I think but what? Isn't it fucked up how you can dream so big and at the same time wanna die so as well? I never talk about it because it's like a dead end. Mm-hmm. But could I have died? For the first time in a while, Is this because of build up? No. When was the last time you thought it? My jetpack kind of refueled. Mm. I'm just like, the fuck jetpack? You were meant to last until I launched <laughs> my games. And mm. then I would have launched enough time for Pash Media to see if it went somewhere. And in Pash Media, maybe 
then the jetpack would have died. Like, it's okay. It's just, I want to have something. Like, I want to... Now, you, you get it. Like, I can't die right now because I have so many people in fashion media relying on me. And that conflicted me today. I was like, what the fuck, Andrea? You put yourself in positions like that. And then you just... It's so weird. It's kind of fucked up. It is fucked up. It is fucked up. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> but... <laughs> I, th- I feel like nobody thinks like this. I'm just so fucked up. I don't think like this, but it's okay if you do. But my cousin said, the most successful entrepreneurs are kind of suicidal. Manic mm. depressed. I would think that makes me feel better. That actually is true, though, but... Do we feel like we... We feel like we have nothing to lose. I feel like... Or is, is it not? It's... Both is and it isn't. It's like soft open. Because like I feel like subconsciously you're doing all these things because you see your potential. You see a potential in yourself that you could go further than what you think you can. You're because if you think you're gonna die soon, and well, what's the point? You know what I mean? What's the point of doing anything if you are gonna die anyways? What's the point of making this passion project? What's the point of doing this mind games when everyone's gonna die? And there's no point in helping yourself at this point. You know, I feel like you low-key know it, but there's just so much things going on that's really pushing your limits. Your jetpack fuel, it's being sucked away by all these negativity around these people. And these, reliving your past traumas, you know? Do you know the word kamikaze? Shots. (laughs) That's the only word I know from kamikaze. (laughs) I'm so bad. Yeah, but for a purpose. Like, it was the selfish suicide, so it defeats the whole purpose of suicide. Mm. I'm naming one of my ex comic as a courage, because I feel like that's where I'm at in life. It's like my jetpack. It's more of, I don't feel hopeless, it's more of, I don't feel fear. Which is ironic, because I'm feeling triggered because of that girl. Mm. Right? Maybe what irks me? Actually, no. I think I think that's that. She doesn't irk me. But does she irk you because she took your friendship away from someone you were the closest to before? I guess before it really bothered me. What irks me now is that she's my friends right now, especially my closest friends right mm-hmm. now. I have to explain my pain to them for them to understand. I think it's because they don't understand. You know what I mean? I think you haven't gone to a point where you told them exactly how you're feeling. You've told them in a way that you sugarcoat your own pain. Don't sugarcoat it in front of them. it's easier that way. You know, like, I feel mm-hmm. like it's so heavy to keep hearing things like this. Like, mm. But <laughs> they don't know the full extent at all. They yeah. don't know that you're going through these suicide thoughts. Not not because of one person, but through... Mm. Not because of one person. But I guess I build up all the experiences with her. No, I, I just don't want you guys to keep feeling like you're walking on eggshells around you. You guys have to keep adjusting. So what? Me. Because it's like so tiring. Like why it's can't you? It's not. Do you get what I'm trying to say? This person has been trying to. I don't understand. Like I feel so alone in this because to you guys she shows such a good face, and that's exactly the point. Like why would somebody like that? And I feel so. Like, you know what I mean? I just feel like I'm being taunted. Taunted mm-hmm. big time. Like a Pokemon with no face. And I'm like, how do... I'm not gonna waste my time proving this to my friends. Also, they should know. But also, I'm so tired of explaining myself. And I'm just gonna, like, not. 
And then I'm just, I'm just here. I'm just, I'm just living. The thing is, I didn't know the extent of how much pain she's caused. I guess until right now. I knew. I thought it was from shallow things like friendship. But that wasn't that shallow. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but Sophie, you kamikaze courage. I'm done. I'm on my second jetpack. Because I feel like both I of them... I just don't care anymore. But then... I just want to push through with this project. Mm. I want to see passion project working. And then I want to structure it to the point where it can work without me. Because I'm going to teach everyone there I know. Mm. And then... On my last jetpack, I can just, just fucking chill. And you have to be okay with it. It's like respecting I don't want to live anymore and it's okay. We can't do anything about it. It's okay. It's like people die. It's just people just... This is so fucked up. This conversation. But you know what I mean? It's not me asking for pity. It's just me saying, I'm tired. From the beginning, my best friend has always been somebody who's rooted for me very authentically. Growth and healing-wise. I always ask myself why. But now, after hearing our conversation, I just feel so grateful. Grateful that somebody who isn't even family by blood can care about me so much. And it's sad that I have to listen to this in third party to realize that reaching out does help. And to not let my PTSD win by disconnecting from people like I did before. Consciously and or unconsciously. Feel. I think you're trying to sabotage yourself. I think you've got sabotaging tendencies. Anything you find... But how do you fix that? Let's by you being that. aware. Being I am aware. aware. And I'm, I'm not doing anything about it. I, I'm the most cynical person you could possibly think of right now. Because I've already made a decision. Mm. I know you have suicidal tendencies. I know you have suicidal thoughts. But I know 100% you have so many what-ifs. So many what-ifs. So much... Passion, <laughs> hello, but passion, so much potential that it can overweigh and out, out any of those thoughts. It, it, it sounds easy, of course, the way I'm saying it sounds impossible and dream and happy-go-lucky, but I know you have a lot of what-ifs and I know you still think about the future. Where do you think passion project is going? Don't even think about what we're talking about. Yeah, but I always say that I want to buy that for my best friend. But do you realize none of my goals are ever for me? It's never selfish. It's always I wanted to do things for my parents. I wanted to homeschool because I wanted my mom to save money. You wanted to do my games to try and help yourself. That's the only project I wanted to do for myself. It is killing me so much. Like like mentally, it's like fucking. My <laughs> Are you aware of this? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> then let's change it. Start doing things for yourself. Start a new chapter. Fuck everything you just did. Why? So if you can't fuck life into someone who's already died. Like... By choice. I'm the most stubborn person that way. Like... I'm my mom's stubborn people, <laughs> but... I'm not saying this for you to pity me, it's just, I'm taking off my mask. Mm. 
You know how they say the Japanese have three faces? You didn't take this as a chance. So this is... The, the last time I took my mask off, I guess, is honest, it's my 18th birthday. You remember I had a panic attack? Mm -hmm. My mom gave me a shower and I just scream, kept screaming I want to die and she hugged me. She saw she saw this. I haven't met this girl out in the West. So she's out now. Oh my god, she's scary. <laughs> she's loving me. <laughs> I love her. But no, so you don't take this as a chance. From the day you took those pills and woke up, do you find life at all? No. I told you, I'm a psychopath. Psychopath to do things, to feel things, but I'm an empathetic psychopath. I'm a loving psychopath, which is weird. Like six of you, week. I'm not gonna be like this anymore. But also like. But what if you think again like this and you don't call me? What? I know I'm not gonna. That's it. I know I'm not gonna until I finish my game. Like how in sea games, I know I'm not gonna because I have to do sea games. Hopefully. I know I'm not gonna because I have to get my A-level game. Bash, bash. I know I'm not gonna until I, have, I see the succeed. They're my jetpack. So it's fine as long as I have a project. The worst case scenario is what? I don't even think about the worst case scenario, but... You know what? You know what I mean? I think of doing it, like, if I say I'll do it, I mean, I survived 28 pills. Maybe I'll do something just a little above that, but I'll survive it. How do you know? I just know. No? No, you don't. You know what? In church today, I'll read you it. They played a song regarding mortality. They played a song regarding death. And that shit, I started fucking bawling my eyes out. It was the most beautiful thing ever. You're taking this so lightly that it hurts. Like, hmm. You're taking it. So lightly, it hurts so much. So. That's why I don't talk about it like this with you guys, cause it's. But you need to. It's fucked up. I'm really fucked up. I told this to my therapist. You know what she said? She's the first. Mag, she's the first person I showed. I took her high mass to. What she did was right after my call. My special visitor. She called my parents. She called my mom. She told her what was happening. She told her I was suicidal like this. I felt like this in jetpacks and kamikaze courage. And she booked me a psychiatrist. She booked me a psychologist. My mom had to pay $1,000. And I wasn't sick. All he said was, oh, your daughter's clinically suicidal, clinically depressed, and she has a post-traumatic stress disorder. That's it. My mom was nice to me. And that's it. I was like, what the fuck? I'm not like, what the fuck? They say the same thing mindfulness. Mindfulness is gonna help you. It will, it is. Do you believe it will? Yeah, I mean... It helped me the first few months, but also... Then I'm why, just so cynical, Sophie. What's like, happening now? Why is mindfulness not getting you through today? I don't know if it's in church. For you, 
just think like I have cancer. <laughs> like don't think of it because it is a mental illness. I have mm -hmm. a mental illness. It's not me being selfish. It's, it's a mental illness. Like people You're not being selfish. No, but I see, like, if my best friend were to tell me that she wanted to die, I would hate her. Because obviously you love your friends and you love, you know. Anyway. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know what, what? They sang in church today. He said his daughter wrote him the song. Because his wife, his, his sister-in-law passed away of cancer, but she was happy. She was like, it's a celebration. My death is a celebration. Well done, my good and faithful child. You are finally home. And I haven't felt like I had a home in the longest time. Some people believe that if you kill yourself, you're gonna, you're, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna end up in hell, but that is so hard on Things like, being in a place where, where you belong. Like, I have you guys, I'm so thankful I have you guys, despite my tweets, but it's so hard to, like, my mom. <laughs> it's so, that sounds so cynical. It's so hard because... And I don't want to say this to you because you're one of the most positive people in my life. But it's the truth. And I, if I could live life again, I would live it the way you do. Family-wise, <laughs> even if we joke that we're broken, it's, it's true. It's hard to feel, oh, like, we, we can't help but compare ourselves sometimes. I just want to be, like, I always tweet, like, everything, everything on my Instagram, so, like, I want to have a home. And I haven't stopped home in such a long time. Maybe that's why I'm always like on the go. Maybe you said like I'm always on the go. Why can't I just stay for it? That's not me. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so fucked up. Sorry, something. Do you keep thinking about that? Oh. Maybe I don't want to build a closer relationship to God because I know deep down suicide is a sin. But also, part of me is like, shit, no matter what I do, He loves me. Exactly. If I choose to go home, He'll be okay with it. He'll be okay with it, but He still wants to feel sad. But at least I'm home. Ah, so stupid. Can't you find your home here? It doesn't have to be your family. Of course, they'll love you forever, but there's always a place. There's always a place, whether it's, it doesn't even have to be an, like an actual home. It could be something, something you love to do. <sighs> I don't know if I'm being too sensitive, but obviously, like, you guys are the closest thing to home I have. Those I realize like over the years like people change, people will grow and it's okay. It's okay. Because I realize I haven't grown in a while. It's the two years I was it's not that I was completely stuck, but coming back it's like the time machine. I had things I never really addressed and grew in, in Hong Kong. And I'm here and just unfolding. Manila living in Manila, I forgot about all this. <laughs>
My jetpack was four years in UP. Four years was long. Now it's like I had to build on it. And yeah. I want to move back. I feel like I have to stay here and face everything. I don't die. How will you do it? Like, I want to change my perspective of Hong Kong. How was your mindset on Philippines? How was your entire emotion? How, how was your mental being in Philippines? It was better because I was busy with my sport. So, in a sense, like we said, like, it, I was, like, I was distracted by this. But I can't keep distracted by something. Hong Kong is good for me because Opportunity-wise, not even like I'm just dealing with it. Like I'm not distracting myself that way. Like this is it. This is reality. This is you know. Anyway, sorry. Just <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah. So if I think you've heard it all. Cheers. Cheers to the world. Cheers to Jack Black and for life. Yeah. Have you given up or have you tried to find things? So far, I am trying to find things. <laughs> like, you if you think do about it, I am like a bash media. But why do you seem like you already have an expi- expiry date? Why do you seem like you already I have a date? I feel like I've life? always had an expiry date. Like, I feel like I've never had, like, I, I, I thought about this. I was like, have I never had a thought about not having jetpacks and just, just chilling? No. I feel like that's just me. And maybe it's like a... Yeah, like Martin said, it's a curse. But it can be a blessing. But it's okay. But you having a deadline makes it seem like nothing matters. And but it's Like does. you're not even going to try to find a home. You're not even going to try find things you love to do. You're not even going to push yourself out there. Like the trauma Grumps went through is all in my head. I don't even know if I should include it. Like, this bitch fucking fucked me up. Like, I know everyone has that. Like, I don't want to mention yours. Like, but, you know, everyone has something like that. Maybe if people grow out of it or... I don't want to... It's not belittling. It's just... I don't know. Grumps is so sensitive. She she just doesn't want to let go. I don't think she doesn't want to let go. I think she's trying to fix things. And the other people, yeah, they might... No, they, they never grow out of it. They just leave it to the side and act like it's not there and that's not even right the way your inner grumps is handling it is remembering everything trying to relive it again it's trying to you're just trying to fix things that may not be fixable maybe that's like an alternate universe maybe in an alternate universe people who are suicidal are the ones who don't fix things and people who try fixing things are suicidal isn't that really like I think that that's <laughs> no, but I also think like it's better to not fix things because it's the normal here. But there's a fake it. But also, it's, like, it's easier if you want to live. If you want to die, you know. Anyways, thanks for tuning in the podcast. Throughout this conversation, <laughs> you know what I've been trying to do? <laughs> trying to get a dead person to want to live. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's okay. Uh.
so <laughs> oh my god no sorry for being so difficult I'm sorry I didn't think I got it with the Instagram spin up made a premiere show this fucking bitch it is hard to explain this to somebody new. Yeah, and I don't want to corrupt your outcome because that's your outcome. And I hope it just does it. It's just, it's a perspective I've had for the long. Grump, grump just had. And it's not a lie. It's not made up. It's real. And I feel like that's just okay. makes people understand people who want to. <laughs> It's the thing, people are so tired, but they just die. What? No, no. You know, Sophie, you're really brave for being able to sit down and talk to somebody like me because, you know, to put it in contrast, as I said, I've always kind of been like this, and I've talked to some people, especially Christians, and they would immediately shun this off. Like, oh, no, don't feel that way, God. And you really listened and sat down, and that fucking crazy shit. I'm not even kidding, because it's the truth. But yeah. I don't think you understand this. Like, 80% of what I want to say is don't do it. But there's but that 20% that respects you a little much. It hurts. Uh, this bitch. <laughs> National team. This bitch. Fucking little podcast has the guts to make a YouTube channel, because I don't. This bitch. What else? <laughs> this bitch. Where, again, we came out of the house and what? When? <laughs> Independent. Everything with drops, all these comments, don't even. Yeah, I think, yeah. I just think maybe I'll be normal if my. Please. But you know, I'll be honest. What did? Now I have tears. Wait, Adrian's back. She left a little bit, but she's back. No, go up here, Adrian. Grumps can't come out again. I want to talk to Grumps. Grumps is scary, my God. I know. <laughs> Grumps is, you know how Grumps they say. I'm sorry. Grumps is sorry. Grumps. I feel like everyone has an inner child. That's why. That's why I talked about my first episode. Everyone has an ego, an alter ego. I think my alter ego is a bitch. Oh my God. What's your name? Quirky. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're not exposed. It was a match. I don't know. Whatever, but. But yeah. Thanks for tuning in, Grumps. Obviously, I won't say that dark and mind games, but.